0: For more good children, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. Where we give a
1: new episode every week. And I honestly believe it's, like, the most inside scoop into what's going on in the It's West. a deep and meaningful
0: conversation yeah, every time. It really is quite interesting. Yeah, I'm different now. With your bubble fat removal? No, like, I'm different. Like, it's oh. 2011. Like, you know, I'm, like, edgy. Cool. I, like... Have Tumblr now and like, yeah, I'm drinking black water.
1: And you're wearing beanies. You have no
0: idea what this is. You've never seen this before. I I honestly don't remember it. DSLR camera, black water, Doc Martens, like bruised kneecaps, fishnets. What is the black water? I have no fucking idea. It's is just it black. The, no, it's infused it's... with fulvic. A polyphenol containing 77-plus trace minerals, electrolytes, antioxidants, and amino acids. Wait,
1: that's kind of... Why am I not drinking black water? I think this is bullshit. Yeah, I think that a lot of this shit is bullshit. It's like when it says hydration on your water, I'm like, yeah, of course. Right, yeah, that's a cool. Zero dyes. Five dollars and fifty cents for the pH balanced water. Yeah, shit. no I'm like, okay, all water is pH balanced. Balance.
0: Like, I'm not yeah. gonna fucking fall for that shit. No, but I love Essentia.
1: Yeah. Happy Easter. You're giving Easter. I think that my aesthetic, I started leaning into just Easter. Easter chic. queen. Yeah. Yeah. I was the Easter queen. You were. I was like, let me give you a pastel. Let me give you a van. Let me give you some pinks. Yeah, I loved it. We're leaning in, you guys, costume aesthetic-wise. We're going
0: to begin to really pull out all the stops. I do feel like we're both a little bit early to what we're dressed like. This yeah. is like what I wanted to be dressed like in sophomore year, but I think this was more like senior year for me. Yeah, this was definitely
1: more like junior to senior year for me like, too I was as well.
0: definitely wearing like a biggie jean and like an Urban outfitter sweater
1: at max yeah. at this age. I was wearing just the same lacrosse sweatsuit. You love the lacrosse sweatsuit. I was good in sweats. I was happy in you sweats. You are. What changed? I know oh, you're still in sweats. Yeah, I'm definitely walking around town in sweat. My yeah. foul sweats. And something they put into perspective of like, ooh, I should yeah. be wearing the sweats. 24 7 foul did it up. Yeah. Know. And then people are like walking past me, like actually like, in a full head to toe beautifully Fuck that! Outfit. No,
0: that's like classism and shit. I, like I you can wear sweatpants if you want. Yeah. I'm not going to, but you
1: can. Yeah. No, I get it. Thank you. And I own it. You own it. Always. Mm-hmm. A good children. Hey
0: guys, and welcome back to Good Children, the podcast where hosts Joe Hedges
1: and Angel Muscarella
0: reflect on our 22 years of friendship growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia and social media trends
1: that mm-hmm. came along with it.
0: This mm-hmm. was the dawn of it all. This
1: was the dawn of, of the
0: Aquarius. It was, it it was, was the, the
1: dawning dawn of the age of Aquarius. Aquarius, yeah, because we're about to enter Instagram. And... Once Instagram hit the surface, over. so did my anxiety. Yeah. For I me, I'll <laughs> all it. You weren't anxious until many times? <laughs> no. On. Oh, no. I, I think I'm realizing lately that I was just a product of anxiety, anxiety. at all times. At all times. But I think that social media created a different form.
0: See, I, I love it. performance. You know me. I
1: love it. I literally I love it. it. I know you love it. And it's been a catalyst for you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just been like, Oh, scary, wary, scary, wary, spooky, dookie, cheesy weezy, kooky ookie, what was that? That was a kooky, ookie, ooh, yeah, I haven't used that one in a while. That's funky, wonky, yeah, hmm, so, um, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about 10th grade, we're talking about, <laughs> similar to every other graded episode, <laughs> the style trends, the pop culture trends, what was going on in 2011 to 2012, I think that, like... What was going on? What was going on? I think we were in a really weird time. We were preparing for the Olympic Games. Really the dawn of Tumblr. Once I
0: fucking got all of that, my first MacBook webcam, the rest is
1: history. Someday I'll be living in a big old city. Harry Potter accent challenge. My name is Joe. My username is Big Back Pussy. Look, the sway. Say, hey, lady, will you marry me? I'm gonna
0: vlog. Fw. This is 9/11 memorial in front of the school, and it was really, really cool.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of troubling things to talk about today. I have a lot of troubling things. I think the 10th grade also was like the time of. I know that body has always been the thing, but like tenth grade specifically, with no like body already, dating, not out of the gate. Body, body, dating, those, and body. In 10th yeah, grade. And like things got real when you turned sixteen. Like we're sixteen now. No, I'm turning. 16. You're turning sixteen. We're fifteen going into sixteen. Oh my
0: god, it's the age of you six, 16. Like are fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was sixteen to
1: seventeen. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. That's totally fine. Don't beat yourself up over it. You know what, and the thing is, what I've learned is I don't beat myself up.
0: So yeah, I think that you're right. This is a very piv- pivotal, pivotal age. Pivotal. You're back for another year of high school. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Is your mom going to threaten to take you out of your Catholic high school, or are you going to stop in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot about it? Maybe. Maybe. And that's all oh. ahead of us mm-hmm. in tenth grade. Okay. Do you have any memories from this time in your life? Did you do anything?
1: Was I doing anything? You asked me this question. I'm always doing well, something. what grade. are you doing? Oh, 10th grade. Oh, it came oh, back to Oh, it's grade. dark. I would... 10th grade was actually... I'm pretty sure 10th grade is when I started playing the bagpipes.
0: Oh, 10th grade's when... Is that when the high Games came
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Are we in 2011? it 2011. Was... Yeah, it was March 21st, 2012. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get really dark and vulnerable this episode. Okay, that's fine. Almost the
1: darkest I've ever gotten. Okay. Oh, that's really scary. Yeah. I don't think I can get any of her. It can. It can. It can. can. Yeah. Um, trigger warning. Trigger (laughs) warning. (laughs) We'll just say that at the very least. So what's your favorite memory from 10th grade? My favorite memory from 10th grade, which is probably like, I don't know if I have any good memories from 10th grade. It's <laughs> just a really fucking bad year for us. <laughs> it's a really tough year for us. I think oh, that, like, no. again, 10th, 10th grade, also for me, like, we were different people. And, like, this is where I was like, oh shit, it's no longer, we, can, we can't we joke around anymore. Like, grades are important. Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm doing is important. And I'm building were we taking, like, a version a of myself. PSAT. PSAT. PSAT what was yeah. that like for you? Oh, I. F- Long flopped, flailed it. Like literally, it was so embarrassing that we took You that had like practice test anxiety. Yeah, I mean like we all sat in that little damn auditorium, you're like PSAT day, and then and we you took were it. Growing up, you were shitting on the Joe, I can't even I won't obviously say what I got, but all you're
0: gonna get? say. You're not gonna say it. You still to this day can't say it. On your ah,
1: PSAT, you're afraid to say it. You wanna know what I got out 2400. 400 Yeah. Of I got a 1040.
0: Okay. I'm sure there's listeners who have got similar grades. I agree. Um, Honestly, that kind of means
1: absolutely nothing Nothing. to me. Yeah, because grades are just a metric of like stupid. Of just how you can test. Yeah. But yeah, that, that definitely made me spiral a little bit in 10th grade for sure yeah Yeah. so you were like i'm going to college is like your vibe my vibe already in 10th grade was i'm going to college like i'm getting recruited i'm getting all of these things my vibe is i am hurtling on a comet towards worldwide fame yeah
0: it's the only thing in my head yes of course i am like i know what's happening to me and i'm buckling myself in because i have a one track mind towards Fame. Fame and stardom and yep. celebrity and success and money.
1: I came across a place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was it for me. Yep, I was not thinking twice about the PSAT. And no. I remember taking it and saying, "This is so fucking stupid." stupid. That we're you, probably this. Like hun- you probably got like a hundred. You probably got like a I couldn't simply tell you what I got on that. I know. I probably could. You probably <laughs> could. I'm that sure that you actually thing. literally could. That was the thing. I was obsessed. You were obsessed. You were like, what you have. You're the, you were always the king. I what was you get? the what did you get her? And I was always like, honestly, like we shouldn't we shouldn't tell each other our grades I'm uh, like, you're kind of right. Insults. you're kind of right. And you're like, I mean, she did it bad. But this was a time when there was one canned beverage to rule them all, and I'm not talking about Four Loco. I'm talking about something that my mother said I couldn't drink, was frowned upon by many, felt weirdly edgy, felt very cool to drink, was. A little bit spooky ooky and branding and packaging. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it (laughs) Sundrop? Like this, the lemon lime. (laughs) Is that what you mean? That's what you're talking about? (laughs) Is that what you meant? Um, it's okay, but that's what okay. you Yeah, that's okay. what I bet. No, I meant monster energy drinks. <laughs> Are you okay? You're going to a meltdown on camera. <laughs> Axe body spray, Flat five gum, down. monster, monster And drinks. then again,
1: right into Four loco. I yes. think this was a time of energy. And we were high, high. energy. It was like, you how can I, for it. it. Beg- you were like, I'm starting to get tired. Because we're it's nearing okay. the end of the world. And we gotta live like it's the end. Simile's metaphors, was, so we can pop pills. Thank God I didn't listen to that lyric a little too You would have been popping pills. I would have been for Advil. Yeah. <laughs> um, um Yeah, no, I just feel
0: like I remember drinking my first monster at Rockin' Horse Ranch, like on vacation, yeah. and I remember thinking, I look so fucking cool drinking this energy mm-hmm. drink. Like Everyone was thinking I'm so old. It was like alcohol.
1: It felt like it felt you like, were drinking it, it, well, I guess alcohol. it was
0: like a heavy dosage of caffeine for a young child, a young person to be drinking. Like, yeah. I remember there yeah. was a buzz. Yeah. And now whenever I have like a uh, Red Bull, the taste I taste is just like monster energy yeah. from being 13, yeah. 14. And I'm like, whoa. And it was like black can. Was, oh, this is also the time of BBM. Now we've hit it. We are in a stride with blackberries. I feel like... Freshman year, they were beginning to be introduced. Mm-hmm. My sophomore year, every single 15-year-old was, was behaving like a business now. Yeah. Why did we have Blackberries? Yeah, it was,
1: like, so thick. It was, like...
0: Oh, uh, the little ball?
1: The ball that bowl that, had that my th- thumb would just roll that on. That
0: sensory experience of rubbing that ball that back right. and forth with your thumb. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Playing the games. Playing and then you could, the like, customize yours. Like, you were pop your ball out? I was
1: popping balls. I was popping
0: my ball out and replacing it with a different colored ball.
1: You were coloring your balls. I was
0: had mo- many colored balls, many, and different colored ball holders, ball securers.
1: Like you ball. were wait that fully nuts. modifying.
0: It was like I was I was like I was modifying a car, but it was my like BlackBerry.
1: Wow. No, I I had the most simple version of a BlackBerry possible. I just wanted it to. Why were it called? What compelled... Like, this is the dumb shit. Because I think it was mostly for... The, yeah, it was just mostly for the messages. I guess it was instant messaging for yeah. the first time. Instant messaging, the pinging, the
0: everything. I lived that, to ping. I lived to ping. I lived to ping. Remember when Amanda, my older sister, broke up with her first boyfriend, and you immediately, accidentally mm-hmm. pinged him
1: on BBM uh, that within thing. minutes of them breaking up? It was mortifying. <laughs> mortifying. You said... Amanda, so what I was doing was like, oh. Let's see if he updated the status. status. Like where what does the status look like? And I immediately kicked ping. <laughs> and I was like, how do you go home for this? Yeah, how did you? Like my best friend's sister's now ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Just I got
0: pinged
1: <laughs> by me. <laughs> I'm like, now what? <laughs> this sucks but this was also the dawn of my my cupcake business but i really again like yeah i went i got everything from the chocolate duck i was piping i was getting little accents i was coloring the frostings i was making purple velvet i was making red velvet i was doing it all what stopped you from pursuing the cupcake industry i i think like if i'm being completely honest internalized homophobia (laughs) and I do believe like it was something I was really good at I was also grappling with the fact that like if I was to become a baker full-time I know it would be a really like time-consuming commitment
0: I feel like you could have really had a very successful career as a baker.
1: I don't think it necessary. I mean, like, it's over.
0: No, it's <laughs> when is enough enough? No. When are you going to pursue a baking career and a theater career the next couple of weeks?
1: And a cooking career and a singing career and a acting career. Yeah, no. I, I think that, like, that definitely could have been my thing. And I was known in school, especially for the bake sales, because I was class president at this time. I was making mm-hmm. the red velvet cupcakes. Christ. You were like Melissa. <laughs> you were I was, our generations, Melissa. I was. You were baking those cupcakes. But instead of being the smallest cupcakes you've ever seen, they, they were, were the thickest, thick, most dense, dense cupcakes. Oh,
0: they were. Maybe those purple velvets. I I'll mean, never forget. With the,
1: with the yellow with The yellow frosting.
0: frosting that like, the little, like... little flower. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> literally stop stop that's sweet so sweet like i was like i did have that sweetness to me you had a sweetness and you for sure
0: had a spice had a spice 2011 like sophomore year the hunger games is coming out it's no longer a joke to me my life is no longer for me it is dedicated to jennifer lawrence and suzanne collins and francis lawrence the director of that first Mm -hmm. movie I have such limitless, limitless things to say about this entire time of my life. I had become stricken with a fever that was incurable. Yeah. And it was literally the countdown to March twenty first, twenty twelve. The fact that I know the day the Hunger Games came out, and I will never forget it. You wanna know why? Why it's so dark. I don't know if I honestly got this dark on the podcast. Oh, geez. What like, do you mean? Like,
1: it was, like, you know. How oh, dark. It was dark. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. It was, like, really dark. It was dark. It was, like, so dark. I
0: think like, I'm saying it too casual. I'm okay. Going.
1: <laughs> so, anyway,
0: um, this was also. <laughs> this was also. The, can you stop looking at me? Like, okay. Um, we're resetting. As a result of the fact that The Hunger Games was coming out, this was the year of the Long Island Island Hunger Games. Games.
1: And we've heard your devotional scores for more of this story. And listen, like, there's a lot more to the story. So
0: I want to first and foremost give some credit to the creator of The Long Island Hunger Games, Kyle Garrity, who was... Ever mentioned in the previous episode is that also the founder of the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, a lot of foundational work was done here. Let's just pull up to the Sammy Sosa, the Sam Sousa, Sosa, Sam Sosa Park. Park.
1: I want to say like we drove. At least we not got her. in the back. We got in that car. Your poor mother had to drive us all it's the way so to Virginia. sweet That she did. It that. was sweet, and but like she was sick. Oh yeah, she was like I'm again. Thinking about it from her context, being like, I'm dropping these two 15 to 16 year old boys in the woods, woods? with a bunch of strangers, strangers that they've never met to simulate playing a game where
0: kids murder each other and to say, like, What if What if? What if there was one crazy? What if there's one crazy, They're as dead. there always is. There's always a crazy in the woods. I, think I, was, I was the crazy, yeah, like that's right. what she failed to realize. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I can't imagine that experience for her, but we did get up there. Did we talk about this? How someone was sucking dick in the parking lot? There was an affair happening.
1: Oh, my God. And we're like, what's going on Me in there? you and my mom were parked waiting for
0: everyone else to show up, and a, there was a woman sucking a man's dick, dick. to the right of us in the next door. And we're like... <laughs> All right. And then I was like, oh, my God, he's having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all just watching. Um, <laughs> and we were
1: like, and like, I feel like he, like, turned. Yeah, he definitely saw us watching. Yeah, and I think that that energy set the tone Set the tone for the rest of, of the, day. the day. And it was a, I would say it was, like, was, was it, like, not like a five-hour day? It was a five-hour day, and I will say I kind of can remember the feeling I had when I showed up. And it was doom the, and dread what the fuck am I doing you just say yes this is the last well, I was like that was I, no. I was like I say yes to everything I feel like it was also like a little bit cold yeah it was like definitely winter it was definitely know? winter it was and like- I was like I don't know any of these people I definitely had like a little bit of anxiety I'm like the rules needed to be explained mm. we're in the middle of the woods. I remember, I, it was also my first time meeting Tumblr friends in mm-hmm. real life, because there were
0: some people who were going who I knew from Tumblr who yeah. I hadn't met in real life. And just to really double down here, my social life was on Tumblr. Like, I had many friends, 10th grade, but they were 99% on the internet, yep. like, and so many of them. So I was finding opportunity to bring those friendships into real
1: life because I desperately craved actual friends. And I feel like in a lot of these situations, I was always there with you. Yes, with you meeting your Tumblr friends. And, We're was like, and this is my friend Andrew. And, and, like, and then nothing's ever changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Literally, I'm, like, hey. I'm still to this
1: day being like, and here's it's Andrew. Andrew. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always right behind you. Um, um, but yeah, so the games start. Well.
0: Yeah, we walk about a quarter, uh, three quarters of a mile into the woods first. The rules sense. are being explained as we walk.
1: We're standing in the circle of the cornucopia. The cornucopia.
0: And here's, we talked about this before, but I think it's worth repeating. We all had to put our own backpacks filled with our own belongings, including our cell phones, into our bags. Maybe we kept our phones. Into our bags and then put them in the center of the cornucopia. Mm-hmm. And there was an opportunity for someone to steal your bag and you would have nothing on you in the middle of the woods.
1: And you know my bag probably was packed with snacks.
0: It was, we had a lot of granola bars and shit.
1: No, like, we were pretending like we were going to be in the woods for as long as that they were in yes. the Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt like we were. Yeah.
0: Bum, 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 bum,
1: bum, do you bum. think that we
0: ate? I think that we went, we cleared through the <laughs> box. The snacks were gone immediately. Immediately.
1: I just I'm remember being day.
0: like, all I was worried about was getting my bag. The countdown happens. The game, there was a game maker who was not playing, who was orchestrating the entire thing.
1: Very selfless to do that. Very, I kind of like... We we'll do that. Next I, time. Would I would be the. Next I would, time, I think we host a long island hunger games. Someone would kill us. I know
0: that's my concern. Um, <laughs> the cornucopia, the the countdown happens. We make a dash. It's like downwards, so yeah. right? like a hill. Just say, oh, you wanna?
1: And the rush that I had, the adrenaline that went through my. I don't think body. I've ever
0: felt that good. I no. Ever again. No. That was it. Because at that point, you're like. Oh,
1: know, I'm, like, th- I'm an athlete.
0: I'm an athlete. I, if I was in the real Hunger Games, I'd, I'd be dead of the morning yeah media. I'd be alive right now. I'd be alive. And then from there, I feel as if what happened was several hours of walking.
1: <laughs> it was like... Yeah, several hours of walking and we were like, Wait, there's like a fence. We were, like, were by the fence for a really like, long time. Were we? Yeah, we were in like the back, back corner <laughs> of this park, like by the fence. Just being like, like hiding both out.
0: Hoping, like, we're not gonna should, leave. we
1: just jump the fence? <laughs> should we just do it? <laughs> just leave? Should we just leave?
0: I wanted to win so fucking yeah. badly. And was it, did I cover my entire face in mud? Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah. Did you ever think, I'm gonna kill him? You? Yes, for did, sure. For I sure. think. Or did you? I don't think I did. I, I think thought I, thought I had a guess. Down to, to the point? two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But like, I, I wasn't was like, trying to
0: kill you until the until the last possible. No, because so I was like, I can't lose Joe right now. Yeah. What would I we do?
1: I. Couldn't. <laughs> we needed each other. I can't. And then we started like we neared the Cornucopia I never the back, but we get Texas. Oh, because yes. it would also
0: be like tracker jackers are released in quadrant four. So if we were in that quadrant, we'd have to move. Yeah. Right? Like there was like that shit like we couldn't camp out for too long. Nope. People start dying. We start getting texts that tributes have been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Shit's going down. Shit is hitting In the Bohemian woods. Yeah. We make our way closer to the center
1: of the action. Mm-hmm. We team up with Kyle. And Kyle at the beginning was so gracious. Mm-hmm. He was like a great partner. He was like, I got this. We're gonna be in this together. <laughs> And then, why did you leave, I Joe? Leave. Where did you go, Joe? I don't know where I went. I just know, like. I left you left me there? I left you alone with Kyle. With Kyle.
0: And the rest is history. I'll never forget that text. I'll never
1: forget that moment. Tribute Andrews. Andrews. It's been eliminated. It has been eliminated. And it was, I'll never forget the moment. He was like, oh. I think it was like, a, should we find Joe? Right. And I was like, yeah, let's find Joe. I started walking down the hill. He came from behind and, and pulled snatched my flags, flags.
0: Pulled my flags. All of them at once?
1: All of them. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I'll never forget that. Did we got right back up? in the car. Did we get food? We got is We talked about it. 10th grade was the year I drank for the first time. Wait, was So it? I was. Not only doing the Long Island Hunger Games in the middle of the woods, I drank. Well, 10th grade was like the pivotal year for us. It was us. a huge, huge year. Wait. Yeah, it's when I, I um funneled the Four Loco. It was the Four Loco that you funneled?
0: Yeah. What happened after?
1: What happened? I didn't eat before I went because I never really, I didn't really know anything right. about drinking. So after I just got very drunk, and then again at the party, he was like, my grandma's coming back. And we're like, everyone was like, oh, shit. Then I walked back home, went into my house. My mom was like, oh, oh, you get in the pool. <laughs> I'm like, get the pool. Went right upstairs and the rest was history. Then I didn't drink again for a while. But again, I learned about Four Locos that night. I was buzzing with energy and you should eat if you're going to drink. You should eat if you're going to drink.
0: I think that's a really good lesson. Of course. A lesson I had to learn. Many times many, in my adult many, life.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I think that you, again, like, good for you that you were a little bit behind the curve in those situations.
0: Was it good for me? I
1: guess. I don't know. It was, it like, was good because I
0: had friends who could deal with it, yeah. you know, and not, like, teenagers around me. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. The amount could... of times I've woken up on your Boston bathroom
1: floor is two times too many. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. It was definitely two times too many. It was definitely like, it put into perspective, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we both doing? Here? Yeah. It was like, why are you? Why can't you handle it? And why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a cur-
0: yeah. yeah. And then again, if you're coming to that Boston show, you'll hear that whole story, or just listen to it on Patreon. Yeah. Um, okay. Religion. I hate to bring it up. I hate to bring up God, but I will. Never what was happening
1: with God in 2021?
0: Um, I mean, for me, I was in Catholic school, so yeah. God was daily. Dios es salve María, y de In sophomore year, theology class, my gay, I'm sorry, no disrespect to this man who I feel has passed away since, my gay-ass <laughs> theology teacher who was straight, um, who looked like one of the scariest men in the entire... Oh, just sure. scary-looking. I, I can envision I in The Conjuring. Um, he was a sweetie. He was very sweet. Um, he, he was gay. Yeah, he was gay. And he was talking about homosexuality. You know me, I was always slipping my wired headphone up through my blazer sleeve. Yeah. And listening to music all the time in class, mm-hmm. not paying attention. I always thought that was so slick. I know, and I was, I was listening to, like, literally Gaga. It was Gaga, or I remember listening to Fun, because I'll always yeah. be a Jack Antonoff bitch, like, no matter what he yeah. does. And it was sophomore year of high school, 2011, and I'm listening to Fun, and I was listening to something that's weirdly about, like, I think it's, like, literally about atheism. And I remember listening to it as I was sitting in class, listening to my teacher talk about homosexuality, and, like, looking at the Jesus on the wall and being, like... What was he saying? Oh, they were always saying the same thing. They were, like, PC about it. They were, like, you know, it's a sin. And homosexual acts are sins. And, like, you should probably... Like, for- like, you... Jesus will forgive you if you commit those acts. But, like, it's not a good look. Yeah. And it's not... It doesn't... a lot off, of and It's unnatural. And you can't, like... Yeah, like, all of that. Right. Um. I never really unpacked any of that. Like, I never really, like, thought about if it impacted me. Yeah. But I remember, like, I do think fun saved me in 10th grade. I remember listening to that song where he says, I will die for my own sins, thanks a lot. And I was like, fuck this, I'm <sighs> done. And that, like, for, like, literally a switch flipped in my head. And I was like, I no longer care about this. Yeah. And no, then, I, like, sorry. it was actually beneficial. Like, I mm-hmm. do think it was great to cut the chord so intensely, And then Um, I went through the era of being like, I'm an atheist. I'm like loving it.
1: Holy God.
0: Yeah, I would say to this day, my relationship with God is non-existent. Okay, yeah. But with no shade and no tea and no disrespect. No, how could there be? Like full shade to the Catholic Church. Yeah. No shade to the concept of religion. If it's slates if,
1: for you, if it's slates for you, if that spirituality is bringing you to a place that you need to be absolutely to, by all means continue.
0: And I've done shrooms, I've had spiritual experiences, yes, you know what I mean? Like, we've all been there, we've all been but, there, yeah, no, that was yeah, I lost my religion that year and I almost lost my life.
1: Losing <laughs> <laughs> my okay, I, like, there's there's a lot going on here in South Korea that like is, is being alluded to and. <laughs> If you are in a situation where you feel like you... I'm like so scared. No, it's fine.
0: Who was your favorite Olympian January in
1: 2012? March 23rd. Oh, I didn't
0: try to kill myself on March 21st. That, you
1: gave that vibe.
0: No. You didn't give that vibe of 2012.
1: You gave it, it was the anniversary. It's now.
0: like so dramatic. Like, it's just like, how do I tell this story in like an off-handed way? But now I've built it up so much that it's like no, so impossible to say it in a casual way.
1: <laughs> no,
0: like. It's just so funny too. It's like really funny. <laughs> no, this is. At the, de- in the theater <laughs> during the Hunger Dance, <laughs> upon the beginning, I was suffering. Okay, I was suffering from depression in yeah. a crazy way undiagnosed clinic, like clinical scary depression. Yeah. I absolutely was suey in a big way, in yeah. a practical way. I was definitely considering you were and I was like p- dipping my toe in the suey water, and <laughs> I. Remember, it's literally in the theater for The Hunger Games. It was about to begin, and I was like, I'm not going to kill myself. <gasps> I was like, I'm going to make it through this. <laughs> like, literally as the movie was starting. And to this day, oh, when so I watch really that movie. really did save your
1: life. Yeah.
0: I re- if I watch the opening few seconds of that movie, I literally am flashback to being like, I won't kill myself. <gasps> so thank you to
1: <laughs> The Hunger Games for being no, here. I- um, to speak of dark, it was, it was, but I'm happy. It's it was enjoyed. dark, but, like, made it funny. You made it funny. Because you was, laughed, you laughed. I laughed the whole thing. Um, you did laugh at the whole thing, and sometimes <laughs> when you do that, I guess it's funny, but yeah. it's also a serious thing. Oh,
0: obviously, I'm and sure. the thing that made me want to kill myself, the thing that really inspired me was Glee.
1: Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. Like... <laughs> Do you remember anything about your sophomore experience that was like particularly difficult? Like what were like- The thing is though about a sophomore year is like, I do think that freshman year is always the most difficult year because you're still adjusting, but sophomore year, you are like, I have it under my belt. Right. At least, I mean, we'll get into college, but that was the time where I was like, okay, I actually am meant to be here. I'm not gonna leave. Sophomore year in high school though, was more of like a, I'm trying to figure out who I am in this space right, and what my thing is going to be, like, again, I was resume building, but I also was at this time so focused on being good at something, and I found it in lacrosse. I need to prove myself here, whatever, and this was the moment, and I've said it before, it was what I was brought in, they brought me up to the varsity, I started playing, I won the first three games for them for the entire season. And they said, then they brought me into the office at the end of the year and they said, if you ever want to touch that field ever again, you need to lose 30 pounds. And that was the first time for me where an authority figure in my life had the audacity to talk about my body in front of my face and yeah. clearly to other people about like what they thought the version of me should be. It's and so I wasn't fun. good enough right. to because the people that were either below me or above me were the ideal archetype of the body that they right. thought should be there, and I wasn't. Even right. though I was better than them. But right. I could have never been acknowledged for that because I didn't fit the mold of what they wanted It's to so crazy. And I think that that actually has literally traumatized me and oh, like, of course. has been taken into genuinely anything that I do. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's tough. It's tough. And it comes right back.
0: It's just crazy that anyone, especially, I don't, I've never experienced like the athletic side of it, but like the way that people feel ownership to make any comments on anyone's body is like, I feel like even we were at this age, like willing to joke about each other's bodies Mm -hmm. and like call each other fat and like make jokes like that. And how harmful that, you know, must have been for the two of us.
1: Like, you were self-harming each other by doing that. It was self-deprecation because, again, when you're in a situation like this and you feel like there are outside forces that are giving it to you daily, then you're like, oh, let's just shoot the shit and, like, let's be funny with each other. And it's just self deprecate Yeah. Because it's funny like, everyone's thinking it. Yeah. And it takes the
0: first person to be like, why are you talking about yourself like that? For you to be like what do you mean, do you mean? Like, like it's funny right making a joke like yeah like it's just so fucking crazy like That's crazy i think that i i was i was thinking about this last night upon receiving information about someone that we know and i was thinking how i was like wow like i didn't consider the fact that people like still were making the like, horrible comments about mm-hmm. people's bodies and i was like oh because that's not happening to me anymore. Yeah. Like, why would I hear a comment like that? Like, Mm -hmm. and the again, the privilege that we have to not hear that shit, and like, just because I'm not hearing it obviously does not mean it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And I know it literally freaks me out. Like, it freaks me out that that kind of conversation is happening, especially
1: to a teenager. Like, it's so insanely harmful. Again, like, you were top suey like not that i was but like, we're all a little. Stupid. we're all like again if when you're in high school you're so you're always on the edge fragile. you're walking on the edge you're literally like i just want to be validated and i want to be told that i'm good and like everybody like again some people were like whatever but like i was somebody who was like you knew that i wanted positive affirmation like and I, got, nothing about me was being like beat me down right yeah or saying it in a good way but hearing it from like old men yeah I'm like, no. It's so disgusting. So disgusting. Um, There's no place for it. No place for it. And again, this is a good learning lesson. Not to say that we have old men listening, but like, don't comment on people's bodies. Literally, period, point blank. Do not comment on somebody's body. Even if they're losing weight, even if they look good, even if they do whatever, like, do not comment on somebody's body because you do not know where they're at emotionally or mentally, and, like, it will never get you anywhere.
0: It will never get you anywhere, and, like, yeah, I think that what you're saying, even when you're losing weight, like, Beanie Feldstein wrote a really good, like, essay about this Mm -hmm. when she was in, um, maybe Hello, Dolly! a few years ago. Mm -hmm. That was about, like, the comments she got when she lost weight during that, but it really, like, spoke to me at that specific time in my life, but, like, yeah, there's no, there's literally no reason ever Mm-mm. in any situation to mention someone else's body like actually at all positively or not there's no way there's no positive body mm-hmm. comment like I don't care what you're saying you could say someone's yeah. beautiful you could say someone's hot their body's sexy but like especially in a period of change to be like oh you look really good no. like that is so like it is not a compliment because the most
1: intimate relationship you really have is like with your body yeah. and like for somebody else to like make a comment about your body that's not theirs is like whoa whoa that's insane yeah that's it's like invasive yeah you're kind of like why would you say that about me
0: and it's like especially in the gay community especially for women like i think also for straight men but they just refuse to actually process their emotions yeah. or talk about it like The way that we're validated for changing and conforming to fit beauty standards, like, the value that we put on bodies is so fucking ridiculous,
1: but... I know, and it literally is coming up, it's like... It's like making me mad. It's also the Sam Smith of everything. It is the Sam Smith, oh my god, yeah. It's like, come on, like, again, like, first of all... We can talk about it in the context of what we've experienced when somebody's comments on our bodies, but I can't, I genuinely cannot imagine on such a global scale where people are actually dragging somebody for what they look like and what is actually normal Mm -hmm. that like isn't seen as hot to
0: them. And if you have one negative thing to say about any person's body ever, ever, and I know you or I am in a place where I am near you. I want you to know I am not your friend. Yeah. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. And I genuinely will never respect you. Yeah. Like, there is nothing... I'm so mad currently. Like, I'm actually mad talking. I know. There's nothing that, like, actually... I mean, it's, it's not just body. It's just, like, anyone who thinks that they're better than someone else or that they can say something about someone else's physical appearance, emotional, anything, is... It's so infuriating mm-hmm. and embarrassing mm-hmm. and just makes me instantly lose respect like
1: yeah. forever oh, yeah. uh-huh. toast done toast 10th I mean, to, like, oh, grade yeah I mean, I mean, really set us on spiral with that one yeah I think rightfully so I think that was like on both of our minds it definitely was on both of our minds like yeah. I thought that we talked about it yeah Whew. <laughs> back, back to like, what? my heart's
0: there? like actually racing yeah, no, I got, I got from you like eyes. we're not just sitting in the room together <laughs> Boop. good, good children, children to the guidance office. office okay fun one Fine. makes sense through this one and i think that maybe maybe we can finally answer it. how do i make friends in new york my boyfriend and i, gay, moved to brooklyn a few months ago he already had friends here but i'm starting out at ground zero i've never been in a situation where i've had to go out and make friends before how do I make queer friends without turning to the apps?
1: I think that this is something that we're yeah recently learning. We're both working through it. We're both working through it. I we never talk about Anne Juliet, but I'm gonna say like oh my god in that moment at Anne Juliet, like I realized that it's so normal to go up to somebody and start a conversation.
0: I think on top of that. Everybody does want you to do that. Everyone like, does. We are all sitting in room. Yeah, and Juliet is the best example. Shout out to Grace for giving us... Grace, thank you. And shout out for, like, to bed, Bedwalker. Yeah, shout out to everyone involved oh, no. in the production of and Juliet because it was an amazing time and it's a weird time to plug it, but yeah. it was a great time and you should go see it. Um, but I was thinking that whole time, I was like, nobody here doesn't want some like everyone in that room is waiting for someone else to make that first move and to make everyone else feel comfortable Mm. by speaking to them like that's all we're doing as human beings is like hoping someone sees us and speaks to us yeah and being in a situation like that it's like yeah you could either slink away in the corner and not talk to someone or you can risk it's good. It's, it's fear of rejection.
1: Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Fear of rejection and, like, imbe- like by rejection, like, you're embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. And, like, when you can, re- again, yeah, when you can recognize that every, like, no one is gonna, necess- and if they are, if you go up to somebody and you start having a conversation and they're like, that's their vibe, they're going be like, oh, okay. Okay, we that's, that's your Right. I'll see yeah, you. Yeah, if
0: anyone meets you with negativity in a situation where you're, where you're approaching them, That is always a good thing, again, because it's
1: like, you should not want to be friends with that person. But in terms of making- spaces, though, are difficult. I understand where you're coming from, because it is like, how do we bridge this gap of not feeling like you are, or hitting on somebody? And that is what's so, has been so easy, making girlfriends, because I'm like, oh, they know that I'm not hitting on them. I think you're also putting pressure
0: on yourself to make friends immediately. So you moved to New York a few months ago. I'm sorry. I don't think it happens overnight. I think that give yourself, you might have a year of loneliness. Like you have a boyfriend, big sleigh. Congratulations. He He has friends. You can also, those friends are your friends, hopefully. But I think that like, it takes a second in New York to find your footing and find your place and find your people. And like, everyone kind of expects this like sex in the city girls in like yeah. friend group to appear out of nowhere but like honestly re-watching sex in the city i'm like they're all in their 30s and like that's a sign I'm like oh like yeah these friends that come to you they're like your unit of friends like mm-hmm. take time to develop like yeah. you have no idea who you might casually meet in your twenties that will slowly become someone who is an integral part of your life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really helpful. The apps are helpful over that, but also like, I think we all forget that we're young. I think we all want things to happen so fast, but like good things genuinely do take time. And I think that like you, as long as you're putting yourself out there and being receptive to the opportunity of friendship and also creating opportunity for that friendship, like, Give it time, especially that it's been a few months. Yeah. Like, it's winter also, which sucks. Let's okay.
1: see. Okay. This dip looks absolutely horrific. Oh, shit. But let me tell you, it doesn't taste like shit. It's amazing. My boss at EF, shout out to Deb if she listens. Like, good for you for listening told me about this dip. It's the one dip that I've always, I like, every time she hosted a party, I'm eating a dip. Now I'm bringing that dip places. And I'm literally like, this is the star vehicle. This is my confidence when I walk in the door. I'm like, I have a dip that's actually going to shut everyone up in this space. And I, I'll see you at the table. I'll see you at that damn snack table. All right. So what this dip consists of, you got to go to Trader Joe's, This is not sponsored by Trader Joe's, but if at any point Trader Joe's does want to reach out or if there's a worker at Trader Joe's that knows somebody that the corporate office let us know, the corn salsa, you know what I'm talking about, you're going to get the corn salsa, you're going to get feta cheese, and you're going to get a avocado. You are going to cut that avocado up. You're going to mash it up a little bit. You are going to take that corn salsa. You're going to put some of the corn salsa in. We don't need to get into the measurements because it's all about a feeling here. And then you're going to, if you like the more cheese, you put some more feta cheese in there, but you put the feta cheese in there. A little sprinkle of salt, a little pepper, but then you got to sprinkle the everything but the elote seasoning in there. You have to. You mix that up. And you gotta use the Mexican street style corn dippers. That is a non-negotiable in this space. And then you have the best dip that you can bring to any party or any event and have your friends over. Joe, should we go in? Andrew, I just want to take a second and say
0: what you just did was incredible. That was Thank your you. best, Thank the you. best thing you've ever said on this podcast. Thank you it was so much. That level of flow that you just had about Thank you. this. Thank you
1: so much. That was a real proud at work. Okay. I appreciate that. Let's do it. Because it's sweet, it's salty, it's a little spicy, it's creamy. Come on. It has everything. It has everything. It really does have everything. That is a perfect dip. Perfect. perfect. A perfect, perfect dip. Mm. Wow. wow. Who knew that this episode would take so many twists and turns? It really took, like, tri- if we were driving a car, we took it up the
0: road. Oh, joke. No. We went into the swamp. It, yeah. We went into the swamp. <laughs> we're sinking. No, yeah. There's no survivors. We we're
1: sinking, but we bashed the windows open. And oh, we my God. Into the
0: top. Yes, you're right. We did do that. Um, And I'm pretty proud of us. I agree. Me too. I think that I had no idea what we were going to talk about for ch- this year. I was like, I really yeah it was kind of like mm-hmm. but yeah. little did we know there were some nuggets of wisdom hidden beneath the surface mm-hmm.
1: and just like that just, just like that LA March, March 20th, 20th San, Diego, San Diego March 21st, 21st San Francisco <laughs> April 2nd Seattle, 2nd, Seattle 3rd, April 3rd Boston Late, late Show
0: April 27th, 27th Lincoln Bio for all these damn shows Are you guys also wondering like how are we gonna do it? The shows are literally back
1: to back. and We're traveling up the coast. <laughs> every... We literally we finish our San Francisco show, we're, we're like, right okay, up go to sleep. Seattle. We literally get on the plane and we go right
0: to Seattle. Is this how Marilyn Monroe fell?s
1: You know where to find us across all platforms at Good Children Pod. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges. And don't forget to do your homework.
0: Spread that good word. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Rate us five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe and hit that bell button. Get those notifications. Come on, on, I'm like sitting there waiting for those comments every Wednesday. I want to chat and And shit. Literally, don't forget to follow us on Patreon. But yeah, we'll see you next week when we head into 2012. The end of the world. The end of the world, the beginning of Honestly, like everything, yeah. Beginning mm-hmm. of a pop cultural boom that we get mm-hmm. to recover from. We'll see you next week then. See you next week. Bye. Bye. What's don't this? forget to don't forget to be a speaking slave. Love make yourself. yourself. Love yeah, yourself. Make friends. Hug your body. Hug your body. Hug someone else. Get STD tested. Mm-hmm. Count to 10, take it in. This is life before you know who you're gonna be. (laughs) I didn't know it at 15.